Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Where are we, Mars? It is. It feels like you're in the Martian atmosphere in New York from those Canadian wildfires since, like, la- yesterday afternoon. Yo, everybody was wearing masks yesterday up in Connecticut and New York. I was like, what is going on? Why is the air so thick? Kind of hard to open your eyes, actually. Like, like it's in smoke almost. What's going on? How's the weather in L.A., Key? Felt like Darth Vader. Uh, it'll be clear skies probably about 70 Today, it misty rain over the night, so it cleared out. Oh, whatever. that's the best. Uh, when the yeah. rain's in L.A., the next day you see the mountains all clear yeah, wherever yeah, you drive. Yeah, yeah, clear, <laughs> a little clear up. So, Jay, you've never experienced that before? Did you say mystic rain or mystery rain? Misty. 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 No, I thought you said mystery misty. rain. No, misty. <laughs> um, you never seen that before, Jay? Because what about like in North Carolina? No, I've seen it before in L.A. I lived in Venice for two years. Oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, that's like a normal, hey, what month is it? October. All right, everybody get ready for the fires. <laughs> right? It's like normal. It's the normal deal, man. Yeah. But I can't remember that in New York. Not quite in New like York, this. yeah. Quite like this. Hey, like this is different, though. It's been like this. the last couple of days, man. It's just been like no, I, thick. No, I get it. It's, it's probably unusual. I mean, there's wildfires out here so much yeah, on yeah, the West yeah, Coast. To, you know, yeah. you get orange See that haze, that like ash. little, it's like a pink haze almost. Can you smell it? Haze. Does it smell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can smell it, man. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, it smelled, it smelled like there was, you know, like a bonfire or something last night, wherever you went. Meantime, games. Are they out there still walking and running? I Yeah, you know what? A lot of people, it felt like, were coming out to almost, like, be in the atmosphere, you know? Like, people were going to the... <laughs> oh, let me look. I want to yeah, take a picture. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can literally, you can almost, like, taste it. Yeah. Like, it's 100%. like a smell. You're like, mm-hmm. I heard in the Carolinas it's even worse though too. Like really, so, yeah, all the way from Canada, yeah, all the way from Canada down to Carolinas. Yeah. yeah, you know, you but you know, I don't know, Max. You know, when we had the the woozy fires out here, mm-hmm. you know, it it the, the wind took it all the way to the east. Yeah, you do know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Crazy. I, I was shocked that it would make it that far, but what do I know? You know, I'm like, oh, okay, Arizona, maybe, yeah, but all the way to the east coast. Yeah, but I guess. That's what happens. But even from Canada to North Carolina has got to be 1,000 miles, That's right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's Mean, where we are. Meantime, you know who has to travel over 1,000 miles? All right, Frank Jr. Back to sea level. Yes, Frankie. <laughs> wait, wait, real, real quick before we get into, uh, before we get into game three tonight. Will the smoke reach Miami is the question. Do they want the smoke? Yates, I, I need you to come on air and just take us through what the hell happened to your trunk. Was it last night? It was it was all yesterday, and I'm, I'm I'm very annoyed with the whole situation. So I had to go to the airport, JFK, yesterday, right? So okay. I'm cruising. Who are you picking up from the airport? I was I was taking some packages to the airport. We're not you taking packages too. Hold on, I see Pat Costello's ears prick right up. <laughs> Careful, <laughs> Yates. I would I needed Pat. Up my drink. <laughs> Who's taking Stay packages, Keith? I know you're right. You're right. I, I didn't ask the wrong. But that's pressing questions. So like we were Who saying, like the air, it? Jay, the air look all crazy. Way to so pivot I'm real driving. quick, Yates. Way to pivot. No, you got go to go fight through it. Tweet yeah. through it. So <laughs> I'm just trying it. to figure out why everyone is beeping at me, Jay. I'm like, beep, beep, beep. I'm like, man, must be, must be a lot of angry New Yorkers out here today, right? I'm getting flashed, high beams and all that. About 80 miles into my trip, I'm like, man, let me pull over and see what's going on. My trunk 
is wide open, Jay. 80 miles into 80. your trip, though. Yeah, 80 I, miles. 80, about 80 miles. I'm on a road for 50 I'm on a road for 50-something miles, Jay. And I'm like, hold on, something's going on. So I get out. I'm cl- I'm trying to close the joint. It don't close. Wait, first off, were the packages still in the trunk? That's a great I'm, question. Yes. Okay. Or were people yes. looking Shoe for you? Box, no shoes in them. <laughs> go ahead. Go Surely ahead. Go. no shoes. <laughs> so I go to some random, like, Home Depot, right? <laughs> I get a bungee cord. I'm trying to... I'm trying to put everything back together, but I'm trying to do it fast because the smog and all that outside, I'm choking. I can't breathe. feel like I got induced asthma all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then I finally get it closed, get to the airport. Someone almost hits my car. Then I drive back waiting waiting for a cop to come pull me over because, you know, the trunk's still open. So it's, it's, it's cool. How could, you not, how could you not see the trunk? You don't look in your rearview mirror at all? Well, I did, but see, the thing was, Key, the way the sun was coming yesterday, what happened everything yeah. looked kind of yeah. weird. Like yeah. I'm like, man, maybe my trunk open, or maybe it's just, you know, like the reflection yeah. look a little different. But that joint was wide open, bro. Mm. I'm talking like open. Did you like, deliver the packages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's right. safe they got and sound. Where they that's need to that's go. the most yeah, important part. Everything's you know I mean? safe and sound except my stuff, so it's, it's fine. Pat you know? can't prove anything, right? <laughs> I need a Pat to escort me. Look at Pat real. next to him. <laughs> that's a terrifying <laughs> sight, dog. Officer, <laughs> I swear it's broken. I swear. <laughs> Incriminating evidence. Uh, the old broken trunk excuse. <laughs> Heard it a million times down at the Sprinkle department. Some crack on him. Sprinkle go. some crack on him. Let's get out of here. Seen this oh, one before. <laughs> a million times. What, well, what we've seen y'all? before is we certainly <laughs> seen the Denver Nuggets lose to the Miami Heat. Oh, you know whose trunk two. isn't working? Speaking, speaking of sprinkling crack. So the, the, the team that wins game three wins 80% of the time. In a one-one series, that makes sense, right? You go up you fewer games to win from then up from then on out. They're thirty-two and eight in forty cases of a one-one series in the finals. The game three winner is thirty-two and eight all time. That's interesting. What else is interesting to me is the fact that the Miami Heat. This is uh, Hembog. I had this one. The Miami Heat have been outscored in every quarter of these playoffs except the fourth quarter where they're plus a billion. Like, you know, they've outscored everybody by so much in the fourth quarter throughout the whole playoffs. So here they're going home again in, a, in a pivotal game, obviously, against a team that was late. Jay, you said lazy and stupid on defense, right? Mm-hmm. The Nuggets, who got chewed out by their coach, right, who are likely to play better. And we're set up for a nice, fat Denver lead heading into the fourth quarter in Miami. But then what happens? Then what happens? Who needs this game more? Contavious Caldwell Pope. KCP. Now the Nuggets. What did you call him? A guard? A forward? A guard? I He's guess. a guard. Think of him a guard. But, yeah. but I don't know. For some reason, one of our producers put Nuggets forward here. All right. I mean, he's swing four, small four. I guess still he's a guard. Swing, a swing small fours are guards these days. Yeah, that small forwards and shooting guards it's have always guard. been it's sort of interchangeable. But I'm trying to think of who are the forwards on. No, it's definitely a guard. 100 percent has to be a guard. We're really. Can we get to the sound? I don't know why someone yeah, would put I'm hung up on yeah, this now. I, how about interchangeable positions in basketball? Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon are obviously your forwards. How many Wait, forwards do you think hey, you can have? You got the guy sitting right next to you that played basketball. Why don't you just ask him? I did. He did. I answered it. That was the best part about it. All right, he Max, just, fix that for you. The answer yeah. didn't guard. There it is. Nuggets there guard. Is. <laughs> <laughs> NBA on ESPN Radio. Listen to KCP. 
I felt like game two, uh, as a, as teammates, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm gonna joke about it. Uh, I don't I don't think we liked each other out there. Uh, game two, uh, we wasn't communicating. A lot of breakdown, like you said, uh, and stuff where we knew what we needed to do. It, it just wasn't happening, um, and it, it threw everybody off. All right, what do you think, Jay? Look, I'm, Miami needs game three more than Denver. Like, the, the next two games will decide the series. Think about it, Key. So two wins from Miami, and we have an extremely interesting series. It feels like they have three games to win one. All the pressure would be on them, but still, like, a lot of things in their favor, right? 1-1 split, then Denver regains home court advantage. You still feel like it favors Denver. Denver wins two games here, you feel like the series is over. So, my thing is, like, tonight's game I think is so important because you are going to take Denver's best punch. Denver has typically responded when their coach has lit into their ass before. So understanding their defensive breakdowns, having days key to watch tape, to see the levels of miscommunication. If, if Miami can win tonight at home, that takes a lot out of the sale of Denver, and it puts all the pressure on Denver. So I think tonight is a, is a critical game for Miami. It's a must win. See, I think, it, I think it's the other way around. I think it's a must win for the Denver Nuggets. I almost call them the Broncos, but for the Denver Nuggets. When you think about it, all year long – all playoff long, who has been the, the number one seed, the, 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 the team that everybody's picking to win everything. Now, all of a sudden, you lose two in a row, and now you're doubting yourself. Can we, are we, as good as we think we are, as people said we are? Now you start to think. You look at what the coach said after game two. That starts to resonate and seep deeply into your brain cells as a player, you start doubting yourself. Now you got game three. I mean, now you got game four in Miami. So if you drop game three, you in so much trouble in game four, regardless of if you go back home or not. So it's extremely important to me, Jay, that they get this game because what they don't want to do is find themselves down 2-1 with the fourth game still being in Miami. That you don't want to do that. So this is very interesting. They especially both make good especially cases. if you think it already. Max had you this way. Jay had you that way. Other people had you this way. As the top team going with the two-time MVP, possibly three-time MVP, could have had three. You don't want to do that. Yeah, this is a very interesting case because you both make compelling cases here. Jay, on the one hand, I hear you 100%. They, and, and not only that, they just took home court. Mm-hmm. So you got to defend now. But Key makes also a good point. If the Denver Nuggets lose game three and they're down two games to one, still on the road against a Miami team that smells blood, this thing could really – I think ultimately that you're right, Jay, because I, I believe the Heat will win this series, and I've said it since the beginning, but I believe they're going to overcome a better team. I think the Nuggets – are, in fact, not just by brand, are, in fact, the more talented team and have been been better all season. I just think the Heat got too much fight in them to go out like that. Mm. So the better team goes up 2-1 on the road. The home team's in real trouble in Game 4. They got to defend. But, Key, you make a hell of a case why it's a must-win for Denver. That is a dramatic Game 3. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com g sean j will and max the podcast g sean j will and max espn radio you know how you always like your head never bops you want to get my head bopped? this is it right here just go back to the 80s play some dougie fresh <laughs> all right so listen the joker Back-to-back MVP. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I really think if Bontemps didn't release his straw poll, he'd have gotten three in a row. But, but once he did, people were like, wait a minute, you're about to give him three. He's never won a championship, nothing. And then Embiid took it personally, too, and, and, and got him head-to-head. But two-time MVPs had the finals, the whole playoff run he's had, versus Jimmy Butler, who left three organizations. They've never made the conference finals, gets to the new organization, they make three out of four years plus two finals, and they're doing miraculous things as an eighth seed, right? Who do you trust more in a big spot? The impossible to stop seven foot, we've never seen skills like this center, or the scrappy underdog leader guy who somehow overcomes all odds? Is it Jokic or Jimmy Buckets, Jay? In a big spot? Yes. This game three is a big spot. See, I'm. In, in critical junctures of the game, if we're talking about the fourth quarter, I trust Jimmy Butler more, even with a bum ankle. Mm. Because I just I, because he has other guys that have been able to carry the load for him offensively that I think in those certain moments, I trust his ability to make the clutch shot. I've seen him do it multiple times. That doesn't mean Jokic can't do it. Um, and also... I, I add in the defensive factor. Like, what's a big spot? Can you get a stop down the stretch against Jamal Murray? Can you deny Jamal Murray? And I even think Jimmy, with a bum ankle, is a guy that has the mental fortitude and that grit to stay in Jamal Murray's buck, like pocket. So defensively and off- offensively and junctures offensively, though. Like, you know what I mean? In yeah. little spots. In, I'm not in saying spots, the yeah. whole game, mm-hmm. but in moments, I trust Jimmy Butler. about you, Key? Yeah, it, it – it, it, the problem with what Jay just said is he didn't leave me anything because literally everything he said is basically what I was going to say. I've seen Jimmy Butler do this before. I've, I've never really seen Joker in big moments in clutch situations knock it down or defend. Now you can know the scrappiness and the grit and not on my watch Jimmy Butler isn't going to allow Murray just to take advantage late in games. He's going to fight through screens he gonna do everything he can you know to to that wheel that he has to dig deep late in games in clutch situations not to be the guy at the end that cost his team 
It's not that Joker will be the guy, but defensively, he's a liability down the stretch. Offensively, it's hard to stop him, no question about it. But I I still think in certain situations, because he hadn't done it, it's hard to say if he would do it. I agree. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, Rocky Four. I'm going to reduce it to one-on-one. Rocky Four. This is Rocky Balboa against Drago. Uh, you got an unstoppable he dies, he dies. machine in Jokic. He's a machine. There's no way to stop him, right? If you take one thing away, he'll do something else to kill you. Really and then on the good. other hand, you got, you got the kind of scrappy underdog who somehow – I want to read this Hembo stat to you. And by the way, when Jimmy Butler didn't take that Eastern Conference MVP, when he shook off Bam said, I don't even want to touch that thing, I'm like, uh-oh, this dude's got the eye of the tiger, right? That was Rocky Three. But anyway, here's Hembo's stat. Miami Heat playoff scoring margin. He tweeted this a couple days ago. First quarter, minus one. Second quarter, through the playoffs, minus 11. I think fourth quarter, they're like plus 15. Third, thanks for ruining it. Third quarter, <laughs> minus 12. I just know my stuff. Fourth quarter, plus what did you say? 15. Guess again. Plus 20. Guess again. Plus 25. Guess again. Stop. Plus 40. Guess again. What? Plus 45. Guess again. Plus 50. Again. Plus 70. Again. Plus 90. Correct. Oh. oh. They're minus one first quarter, minus 11 second quarter, minus 12 third quarter, plus 90 fourth quarter throughout the playoffs. That is one of the most impressive playoff stats I have ever heard in my life for any sport. The sample size is too large for this to be just because, just coincidence, just random. That ain't random. Yeah, hey, Key. Jay, yes, Key. What does that mean? Plus 90, Jay, because it just sounds like numbers to me. Well, it's like when you go to like plus minus, like last game, game two, Michael Porter Jr. was minus 15, right? He led their team in my, it means pretty much like the, the amount of possessions in which you play, like how, like all these. Can I explain this? A, it's very easy. Go ahead. You're overexplaining because you're thinking of player <laughs> I, I, plus minus. I know, minus. I'm thinking player yeah, plus yeah. minus. It's, it's by quarter key. When you add up the score in all the fourth quarters throughout these playoffs, the Heat have scored 90 more points than oh, yeah. the opponents in the fourth quarter throughout the playoffs. Oh, They've been outscored in the first quarter by one, so it's basically even. In the second quarter, that they're outscored by 11, so they're losing how many games do they play? By about a point in the second quarter, usually. Minus 12 in the third quarter. Also, they're getting outscored by about a point in the third quarter. And plus 90 in the fourth quarter. When you think about they've outscored opponents but, overall, Keith. So in this game, they scored five more points than their opponents. You know then in this game, seven more points, et cetera, until it adds up to 90. Yeah. Do you know why they're plus 90? It's because they are the best executing team in the league. Like, you know, a lot of teams have, Key, you know, like a lot of teams have talent, right? But the, the one thing that kind of is able to diminish talent is the ability to execute scouting reports. And, and that's what. It's something that's overlooked when you think about the Miami Heat. Like, defensive schemes, they actually execute the strategy in the fourth. And offensively, low-key, Jimmy Butler had nine assists in the last game. But can we talk about how they ex- – like, this is my philosophy about this. But in basketball, this. though, Jay, from everything that I can remember, the games are won and lost in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Right. So here's my philosophy about this. When you have a team capable of executing like that, the leader of the team – and the coach, the, the leader, has to be an extension of the coach on the floor. And those two guys, the coach and the leader, have to be that type of guy who can, who, you know, who can overcome the odds, right? So, Key, you were coached by Bill Parcells, right? 
So the, Parcells had to have guys who were extensions of him on the field who were about it just like he was, right? Would you say that's fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's absolutely that, correct. That speaks to Jimmy Butler to me, Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler. Speaks to Bam too now. Yeah, defensively Bam for sure. You, you, you've got to, you know, from a coach's standpoint, certain coaches approach things differently. And if you have players that are standing right there with you that's approaching it like the coach, you're going to win a lot of games that way. They hold people accountable. Like Parcells was the guy that held everybody accountable. That's the same way I felt I was as a player. I held everybody accountable, especially myself. There it is. Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler. And, Jay, I think that's why they can execute like that in the fourth quarter, right? They have that kind of spirit that comes from their leaders down the line. Jay but also the same Matt, way as Coach K. But also, Matt, it, it's how all these other players buy into buy that. 100%. right? Because all these other players the right aren't guys. stars. So what have they had to do their whole career? They've had to do the dirty work. They've had to execute. These are habits, right? It's not like I'm, I'm going to turn this star and then help them create great defensive habits. These are habits that have already existed, and they're turning into stars. Gotta have buy, you got to have the right guys and buy-in. Is the media to blame Jane. for how we view Nikola Jokic? Stop. <laughs> how do we view Nikola Jokic now, and what pl- role has the media played? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Michael Malone, Nuggets head coach, not happy with his team's performance. Let him know about it after game two. We'll see how they respond. Game three. KJM is presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, the podcast, ESPN2, ESPNU. A weird, hazy morning in New York City. The wildfires from Canada made it like, I don't know how to describe it, like the Martian atmosphere in New York starting a late afternoon yesterday. We're seeing that on ESPN2 right now. Wearing a face mask walking doing, around the man? city. Were you? I mean, it feels like it. I wanted to put on like sunglasses just because it was hurting my eyes. What's that, Key? Sitting here breathing, sounding like a weirdo, man. Who? Whoever was making that noise. That was me. Well, I, I'm hearing some weird sounds in my IFB. It, key? Is that you? I don't hear anything. <laughs> Never mind. 
There was is, a moment, moment that happened the other day. Oh, oh uh, that uh, I was referring. Uh, uh, Kendrick K- Perkins. Yeah, K- well, K- hey, you know what? Speaking K- of Kendrick Perkins, <laughs> Perk will breathe loud sometimes. Listen, oh, that's no, what you were doing, man. No, yeah, that's it. <laughs> what the hell? No, you because, guys, you know, when we, during the pandemic, when we up. all had our home studios, right, because we were yeah. obviously on TV 9,000 times a day, mm-hmm. the live mic picks up every sound. I swear, if I could have, like, like, just pass gas. It would have picked up that sound, literally, on the lob mic. Like, Jay, was that? Like, oh, God, you guys can hear that? But literally, kids downstairs, you hear everything on the lob mic. And that day for Perk, it just sounded like... <sighs> Weezy. That's how it sounded. He probably fell asleep, though, Jay. You know, it happened to me a couple times, though. Listening to Stephen A. talk? <laughs> no. Well, I fell asleep. What, on the set? At home? Oh, at home. In L.A., when so remember, I was doing, when the pandemic first started, I was doing just the, the L.A. stuff. I was doing radio from L.A. Literally fell asleep a couple times while I was doing the show. Wait, wait sure which did. showing? Why did you fall asleep? Were you working just, 24 hours? No, I just was tired. You know, early, it just was tired. You at home, you in your pajamas still, you chilling, and then you go to commercial <laughs> break and you chilling, and all of a sudden you... <laughs> Just knock out. You just knock out. Yeah. It happened to be a couple of times. Sure has. So is the media, however, sleeping on Nikola Jokic? Am I right? No, no good. No, you didn't need to do that. Hey, Speaking Kendrick sleeping, Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. KP, my man. Who we were just discussing was on the Pat McAfee show and had this to say about Nikola Jokic. He is, one, the best player in the league. He's the most skilled center to ever touch the damn basketball. Let me say that, okay? When, But we are to blame, and that's us as the media, us at the network, ESPN, because we should do a better job of promoting and marketing him, and he should be on television. Jokic is the guy that you're supposed to be watching. We shouldn't have to be waiting to the NBA Finals to be able to appreciate Jokic. Like, we got to do a better job, including myself, of actually marketing him. Like, let's talk about the Lakers and LeBron James and Jason Tatum and more talk about Jokic. I mean, I, Not he- me. I hear him, but but there are, several things. Me. there are several things here. Number one, he hasn't made a bunch of deep playoff runs yet. <clears throat> they get kind of knocked out midway through the playoffs usually, and that's not all his fault. He wasn't great in the bubble when they got knocked out by the Lakers. I disagree. But You think he was great when they got knocked no, out by the Lakers? No, but you're talking about a guy who is back-to-back MVP and had a chance to have his third MVP, which only like four players in NBA history have ever had a chance to accomplish. But you're not, you're not disagreeing with the point. The you're now. not disagreeing with my point yet. I, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is at that point he, hadn't, he wasn't great when they needed him most. Jamal Murray was, and he wasn't quite. And since then, his team has been hurt. So he hasn't really showed how far he could lead a healthy team yeah, but see, in the playoffs. The point, That's why he hasn't gotten a lot of press. But the, one the, of the reasons. The point I'm disagreeing with you about is throughout the course of the regular season, we take topics, right, mm-hmm. like the Lakers, which I get. Like, you guys are both Laker fans. I understand how no, incredible Laker, Laker, fan Laker fans are. I think are. you're a Laker fan too, Key. Well, Don't be Max, hard on you're yourself. you're the mayor yes, of good. Lakerville, right? Yes, of course. That's what you've claimed yourself to be that. I was the Laker of Mayorville, I think. <laughs> the I Laker of Mayorville. Didn't I, didn't yeah, I reverse it? You said it? Laker yeah. of Mayorville. Anyway, yeah. So when that's the case, people like me, I get frustrated because I'm sitting there saying, well, have we seen what Denver's doing? And we were talking more about the Lakers 
when they were at the bottom of the West, more so than we were talking about Denver, who is number one in the West. But the key, when Tim Duncan was at his best and winning multiple championships, by the way, and being a great defender, too, he also did not get talked about as Doesn't much make as it right. stars, but was, right? But, but Tim Duncan, much like – well, I, I like – I've grown to like Jokic's personality. Tim Duncan had zero. He was like a wall. He was just nothing. Jokic, he, you know, the moment that he got into it with Jay's, what's the, what's the guy, uh, the owner? Matashibia. Matashibia, Jay's buddy, they got into it, and then you can see the personality, push the guy, you know, get out of my way, and then he goes and hands him the ball the next game. You know, that that to me, I was like, oh, okay, he, he's got a little snack, crackle, pop. I've seen him with the media interact at press conferences, a little snack, crackle, pop. So I'm like, okay, now if you win a championship, it's going to help take him to a different level because people will become more interested in him from a marketing standpoint. Uh, when you just playing basketball and you become the MVP, okay, that's cool, but it's all about the championships. If you don't have no championships, they don't really want to talk to you like that. Yeah, but I mean, we, we, it felt like we talked about Joel Embiid a lot. I felt like we talked jo- about but Joel, Joel Embiid. Embiid and, has, and by the way, like, they've but he gotten, has – a personality and some snack crackle pop, and he's funny at times. From the moment he got to the league, he's yeah, showing from the moment he got to the league, he yeah. was throwing. Think about it. He was throwing his his uh, his fishing pole in the water, trying to chase Rihanna down yeah. on social media, and doing yeah. it so, very, and hilariously was, doing also it. Also, has that suit right, like throughout the pandemic. So, like, I understand it. I mean, they lost. They've been losing in the second round every single year. They yeah, made a deep postseason run. Just, it just felt like there was more momentum behind Joel Embiid than there was Nikola Jokic. So, like, uh, let me ask you guys this question though, Jay, right now. But also Mountain too, time versus East Coast. Uh, you know, you, 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 took it right out, you factors, just took though. it right out of my mind. That's so why I said, yeah. let me tell you something. One dude is on the East Coast, yeah. and one dude is up in the mountain. So that's a real People thing. People are asleep by the time his games yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah but it's not the same with the Lakers. No, well, the Lakers, the Lakers are the though, number one brand in the history in of basketball. L- wasn't the same with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with the Clippers. In, it's in L.A. I, I well, hold on. Kawhi Leonard had won multiple championships as MVP of no the finals. No personality. Okay, and yet still, the Clippers don't get the same kind of press as, for example, the Lakers. Right? And, neither, the and, 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 and what I would say to that, though, Jay, if Kawhi played for the Lakers with, with zero personality, so to speak, it would it create it will be created for him because of the brand uh, that he's playing for. Like, we are the ones that create the momentum. I, I we, we are right. So if 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 people got behind Denver and Nikola Jokic, but they're and not. You found, I, hear me though. If we started celebrating him, like this is what happens with inside the basketball community. Like we end up talking about the best players. We don't end up talking about the most avid fan bases, right? We don't cater to them. We cater to who are the best players who are making the most momentum. So that's our way of looking at it inside out. I'm not saying that works for the national scale. In boxing, a guy doesn't become a star the first time he goes through a promotion for a super fight. It's when he's in three or four of those type of promotions. Now the public knows him, right? In basketball, I think it's the same thing. The first time Steph shows up in the finals, he's not as big as the fourth time he shows up because there's a two-month season where fewer games are being played. Everyone's focus is on those teams. And if you make deep playoff runs, if you show up in the final four out of six years, everyone knows who you are. This is his first trip to the finals. If he makes two more, we'll talk. So first trip to the finals, and you're saying if he wins, he'll be a top 20 player of all time? 
I think so. So that, that's a really big statement. No doubt. That's a huge statement to say for somebody to win their first NBA Finals, they're going to be top 20. He's that's already exactly, a two-time MVP. That's exactly my point. But it's an odd case because it, because it hasn't been backed up by deep playoff runs. Well, well, here's so the, when it does, it kind of retroactively justifies that. you got to go to break, but my eye sees an odd case. You're the host. You're the one. Come on, Jay. Get us there. Speaking of L.A., even if Kyrie doesn't end up as a Laker, is purple and gold still in his future, even if it's not this offseason? Can we just transition to a Laker point? See See how that happens? That's right. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. So could Kyrie Irving end up with the Lakers even if it's not this year? Zach Lowe said this on the Low Post podcast. Check this out. I don't think they've shut the door completely on Kyrie coming to the Lakers at some point. And just because it doesn't happen this summer, if it doesn't happen this summer, doesn't mean it can't ever happen. I don't think that door is, is closed. So the door is not closed, even if it's not this summer for Kyrie to the Lakers, according to Zach Lowe on the Low podcast. But, Jay, it is interesting to me that, you know, sometimes when, when someone wants to message in the media, you'll release certain information. For example, if I were in the, in the Lakers front office and I knew that LeBron wanted Kyrie, let's say, and he's not happy because I don't actually want him on the team right now. I don't want to give up what it's going to take to get him. I don't want to have to pay him what it's going to take to pay him. I, you know, I, I don't want to thin out the roster, whatever it is, but I want to keep LeBron happy. I might start giving the impression to the media through various channels that, yeah, yeah, we might get Kyrie. Maybe not right now, but we, we're, not in dis, we're not uninterested, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but maybe not right now. Okay. I think that's possible. In other words, they don't, they're not actually interested, but they're putting it out there because they want to keep LeBron happy. They should be interested, though. They, they should legitimately... Kyrie is the key to unlocking both LeBron at this stage of his career and Anthony Davis. He takes a lot of weight off them offensively. He'll make life a lot easier for the likes of Austin Reeves. Um, and, and by the way, like down the stretch, what did you feel like the Lakers were missing? They were missing that dynamic playmaker. That's everything they wanted D'Angelo Russell to be. Yeah, if you could t- turn D'Angelo Russell into Kyrie, I think the Lakers might chip up this year. So, so Key, it, it's like, look, I, I'm not sure what's actually happening in Lakerville. You can attest to this more than anybody. But I think you have a conflict of interest here. You have one of the all-time greatest players to ever play the game who's about to turn 39 years old and who I firmly believe wants – Kyrie Irving on their team. But you have this conflict between their history and management in who's controlling what at this stage of 
Lakers, right? Like uh, of what the Lakers are trying to build. So I think Rob Palenka may not be into the Kyrie move as much because of what you have to pay and cap restrictions and things of that sort and also some other pieces that they're trying to maneuver towards the future and also wondering, is Kyrie and AD what we want the future of the Lakers organization to be as opposed to what is going to be in the best interest of LeBron James right now for this next year to give them the best chance to win a chip? I think it's all in the the devil in the details, right? It's all in... What the Lakers do want Kyrie, LeBron wants Kyrie, but how do they get it? And Kyrie wants his money. So it's all in the construction of how they're able to do it. Are they able to to get him a certain number and still be able to fill out the roster? Because they want to win now. LeBron James doesn't have time to be messing around in, in two, three years from now, still talking about I can play basketball. At some point, he's going to hang him up. Anthony Davis is right behind him. Now you bring in a Kyrie. You still got a Kyrie and an AD. You have to then find somebody to go with them. But as as it stands right now, they're just trying to figure out how to make it work. You know, and then I understand what, what Zach is talking about as far as the future of Kyrie joining the Lakers at some point in time. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense for LeBron and the Lakers if they're trying to win now. They're not, they're not thinking about Kyrie two years from now coming when he's 32, 33 years old and Anthony Davis is older and LeBron James is damn near 40 or, or 40-ish of some sort. So it makes all the sense in the world to try to get it done now. If Kyrie will accept less money than what he could get from Dallas, I think the deal can get done. Let me, let me ask you both the question. If, and I know this is hard for people to do. Put yourself in the shoes of Kyrie, okay? Like, Max, you are Kyrie. So in Cleveland, a, a, big point, <laughs> a big point of contention around his camp that you heard was never being seen as an equal more so to LeBron, like a running mate more so as the kid, right? He was always referred to as the kid. Granted, this is a long time ago. Things are different now. Absolutely. But it feels like, he this momentum of narrative behind you need a guy like LeBron James. LeBron James is the only one that can actually keep you in check for the course of your career. So, Max Kimlin, with that being the case for the last several years, and even the, 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 the experiment gone wrong in Boston, and there's a lot of other issues with Boston on top of what happened with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, what happened in Brooklyn, right, with management, COVID, all these things that happened. At this stage of your career, if you were Kyrie, with that being the narrative, would you want to then enhance that narrative by going back to L.A.? Or would you want to find a way to do something? Maybe maybe the Clippers. Would that be more intriguing to you in L.A., more so than the Lakers and that whole thing being blown up with LeBron again? More important than changing a narrative that's based in something. I think of two things, two sayings, right? Know thyself, and then also youth is wasted on the young. Kyrie has spent his youth, other than LeBron, not getting the most out of his abilities in terms of elevating a team. When you put your eyeballs on Kyrie, he's one of the most spectacular shows you'll ever see in the history of sports. He's unbelievable. But the effect on the team, uh, except for when he played with LeBron, is not what it ought to have been. And so does he want to continue being that player? Or does he want to 
be a different kind of player. He was able to do that with LeBron. So if his ego as a young man was saying, but I'm not treated a certain way, then I would say as an yeah, older I, I, guy, I, he needs to check that. Yeah, but Key, is the only yeah, person he think, can do that with is LeBron? I, I don't think that that's where he's at right now, Jay, um, because that happened so long ago. LeBron needs him now. Mm-hmm. LeBron needs him. It was different. It was different before. Then. Yeah. Now LeBron needs him. him. So, so he will feel like an equal because guess what? I'm coming to save you and win a championship. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Save him. Different. LeBron was just in the conference finals losing yeah, every but it game close. Yeah, you but keep Kyrie is nowhere to be seen. See, what are we talking about? You keep about? talking about the conference finals. No, no. Max. LeBron does not that's, need Kyrie more than Kyrie needs LeBron. Out of the question. Okay. Well, if you, if you want to win a championship, I can tell you right now, LeBron James needs Kyrie if he's trying to win a championship. But, yes, that's true. I don't but give he could also need other people. He also could use other people. I don't know that Kyrie gets one without LeBron. Does Jay still doubt the Heat, KJM? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.